You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. That was super loud in my headphones also. I'm That's sorry. why I turned mine down. Does I'm anyone sorry. need me to bring them down a little? Can you turn my headphones down a bit? <laughs> sure. Sorry. I'll bring yours down. You're good. It just all like my ears exploded. I got a better one. <laughs> there we go. No, please don't. <laughs> Guys, focus, focus. Hello and welcome to Blank Scenario, where we make a scenario blank and fast. I am Marie, aka Queen in Yellow. I'm Casey, Grumpy Elf. I am Emily Darkling. I'm Isaac Sasquatch. <laughs> and this week, I think Emily actually has our story prompt. What Yay. you got? Alrighty. I very much like the idea of a wizard and how he's trying to start at his school. He's very much knowledgeable and he's trying to edumacate some younger ones. And his process in which he goes about it is very similar to classic Willy Wonka and how he brought in kids, put them through a maze of, oh yeah, you totally can't pass this because you're a fat German kid who loves chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> totally not playing to stereotypes there. I'm going to see if you can't pass this. Oh, you failed? Oh, easy peasy, done, and won. So Willy Wonka, as a wizard, choosing a successor, and go, because I have I don't know how to work this out. Automatically, you've got a crazy wizard, because I think he would be a wizard. I think that fits really well because yeah. the idea of just creating items and coming up with weird experiments, um, that definitely fits. And it gives everything you do then can have a magical bend to it. So no room can actually be normal. So you could very easily make just a castle or his wizard tower that you're going through. Just every room is different and it's, it's bigger on the inside kind of thing. So I definitely think he would be this older... Are you wanting him to be really old or just he's getting up there? He needs an apprentice. I would say he is definitely getting old. He senses as if he's going to die soon, but he has enough in him that he can edumacate a youngster and uh, pass on his knowledge because he, he knows he's going to die soon. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. Kind of like Willy Wonka. Oh, I'm old. Yeah, you're like 45. You're not old. And <laughs> yeah. D&D terms, I mean, that could be considered old. <laughs> D&D terms... Anything goes. So. Okay, so we have older wizard with an apprentice. He also needs to thin out the herd to find <laughs> his apprentice, which <laughs> is where this gets interesting. You know, so it's a gauntlet. Just have a really long gauntlet. If no one else comes up with something for that, then I will say, where is a gauntlet? And just leave <laughs> it at that. The herd is where it gets fun. All of your backlog of characters you want to create you just introduce. And so and and this is this is I'm getting ahead of where we're at right now. So I'm going to hold off on that. But but oh, this can be fun. <laughs> so, who are the the kids going through then? Cuz you could do your party as applying maybe, like if you have a member who wants to study under this wizard. I'm thinking even like the town has these kids who are going in and they don't trust the wizard, so they've hired your party to watch out for the kids. So you're actually just watching the kids being taken by these rooms as you're trying to stop the inevitable. So I see this being done one of two ways, either as you're saying, uh, Marie, either as you're saying doing this as we are all wizards and we're all trying to go mm -hmm. in and be a part of this competition, which I feel can turn very board gamey. Not a bad thing, but can turn very board gamey. 
or play off of what we have already set forth in the film where you have a rival that is trying to take over some part of that company, introduce your Slugworth mm-hmm. that is trying to convince either the, the party of your players or the kids and you as the party of players are trying to find out who the mole is because mm-hmm. Slugworth may only have been talking to one or two people, however mm-hmm. you want to approach that. But that's one of two ways that you could do this which still gives some some choice to the players i think the only concern you're going to have with this as a scenario is building out something that can occur whether you're there or not if you're Mm -hmm. doing it as they all have to be wizards that's something that as players you're going to have to want i think then you could do it even the wizard has hired them to watch the kids to make sure the kids stay on track, so to speak. He knows that they're going to fall. He knows the whole point is to see if they're being tested. But he has a test in mind for them. And so you're in charge of making sure they don't go off the tracks. So you could have the kids go missing. It's like all of a sudden, Veronica's not in the room. Well, where'd she go? She's in this other room, and you got to get her out before she finds the secret hatch. So you're not going through the gauntlet. The kids are. Mm-hmm. But you're just trying to keep them from finding the secrets around. So here's your story as I could see it. That, that could really easily work for this, that you as the players are getting to decide who wins and loses. And you don't tell the players that from the get-go, but you are hired on by by Mr. Mr. Wacko to Willy observe... <laughs> to observe... What was the name? Willie Wizard. Okay, mm. you, are, you are hired by Willie to observe the competition and ensure that the children survive every single task. So you as the players are told, yeah, you're supposed to make sure they survive. And if the players ask you, what do you mean? Do we make sure they survive? You're just supposed to make sure they survive and give them that opportunity to figure out. We get to decide who lives and dies in this. We get to decide (laughs) who ends up surviving this and coming out on the other side. Because Willie also is crazy enough to tell you, oh, and by the way, only one of them can uh, win. So something happens when your players causes a kid to fall into the lake and Willie comes up and says, good job. And then keeps on with the tour. Mm -hmm. So it's a gauntlet. So it's gauntlet. I'm taking that point. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. So he set up a gauntlet that your party also is probably going to have to avoid some of the traps just because they're in the room with these kids. It's just as difficult and deadly for you to operate the traps as it is to go through the traps. But basically, he's decided he needs outside observers to decide who's worthy being his apprentice. And you very well, your party very well could be the people he's actually observing Mm. if you wanted to do a twist ending to this. But I think it would be very intriguing to set it up where they're trying to ultimately as a group decide who lives and dies and especially for a murder hobo group if they want to kill off everyone in the first party hey they're the ones now that are at the end of all of this and you know what this kind of sounds like mm-hmm. our scenario with building your own dungeon which is not a bad thing yeah mm-hmm. it's a good thing yeah what if going into this, each character has a secret motivation as to who they want to win? Yes. So they're family members. Family members. Mm-hmm. Each one has their own motivation. You get with the DM before the actual <laughs> instance, and so not only are you playing the kids against each other, and technically the kids are playing against themselves, but you're also. I'm going to stop saying that they're kids. The apprentice <laughs> aspirees. The apprentices. <laughs> because otherwise, this sounds like we're killing kids. Um, we do not condone we, killing kids except in little fears yeah um <laughs> so you have each player essentially playing against each other as uh, each each person in the party playing against each other as well until they figure out what's going on if they figure out what's going on if they and, communicate 
if they communicate. So are they going to help each other? Are they going to just make sure everyone lives and one of them just gets ahead? I mean, or is you it... could have them like they fall into the pit of chocolate. Well, they fail, but I'm going to pull them out and just escort them to the exit. So they survive still. They just didn't win. That worked. Versus that... your party of murder hobos who's like, and them drown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't swim in chocolate. They, he's, he's, he's lost cause. <laughs> so we're staying on track a little bit here. We've got our who, which is Willie. Mm-hmm. Willie Wizard. Uh, we've got our where, or do we have our where? Is this, are you setting this up as a chocolate factory? Or are you setting this up as a wizarding school? Are you setting this up as a boot camp of sorts? Where do you see this? I see it as being uh, the wizard's uh, tower. Very classic, very, oh, a wizard in a creaky old tower and maybe you have this one particular room it'd be very reminiscent of a storybook you open it up and there's just candy everywhere mm-hmm. and you get a sense that in that gingerbread house you think you see smoke rising from the chimney and you hear a witch's laugh but you're not sure mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just this one room where you could inspire that you could have everything in the exact same room you could have a chocolate river and a waterfall in the corner you could have geese that are laying gold covered chocolate eggs you could have these mad squirrels that run collecting uh, chocolate-covered cherries off the cherry tree and delivering them. Be like, oh, this cherry's bad. Throwing it away. You could have encounters such as that where it's just a lot. It's spread out. You could have it in one room, one level, or you could build it up. It really depends. It's all up to the DM at that point. You could also flavor what they find by what type of wizard he is. I'm thinking, too, each room is different ingredients he uses. So one of them is a garden but half the things are deadly unless mm-hmm. you mix it just right for a potion. And the other half of the things are live and you have to gather materials very specifically. Yeah, that's what so, I was thinking when you said a, a deadly was like the Mario Party piranha plants. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got <laughs> Venus flytraps that will actually eat you. But if you manage to get the saliva out of them, it's a really helpful healing. Like things that, you know, and then the next room is just a bunch of crystals that if you activate them, they grow really, really fast and can crush you. But if you crush those up, they're very powerful to make aim- like things that a wizard would use. And you could theme it to be, you know, if he's a specific type of wizard, maybe all the theming matches with that. If he's obsessed with candy, then he's got candy in every single room, regardless of what it is. <laughs> so you could very much so theme every single room. Even the mechanics of the trap could be the same. But the theming could just be whatever he's, you know, most interested in. I'm, I'm going to say for this, I, I know we're trying to stay on track here. Um, I've already got an idea of, so you've got your who, you've got your where, what is it exactly that Willie is trying to do? Is he really trying to find an apprentice? I would say yes. He's definitely trying. He wants a new apprentice and he, and he doesn't know how to go about doing that because he's never had one. <laughs> he just happens to remember that his master long, long ago picked him up and then somehow through the education, he's like, oh yeah, I remember doing challenges and whatnot. So then if you want the party to be invested, it seems like the apprentices are either people that they would know. So there's a reason for them to go through. Or it could just be that he was, you know, putting an ad out that we have the wizard trials coming up and we need, you know, people to be onlookers to make sure everything's fair. So you could definitely pick it up. Basically, you're being introduced to him and your players are told, hey, so tomorrow the wizard trials show up here at my tower and I'll pay you afterwards, and then it's whatever the amount is, and it's just a ridiculous amount. So why would they turn that down? Gotcha. And you could have the sub-motive of he is using you to actually determine who's worthy because he's really not sure. So if you take down someone, well, I guess they're not good enough. Uh-huh. 
If you, if someone actually manages to get through all of it, then great. If your party manages to get through all of it, maybe one of you guys needs to be the apprentice instead. Ah. <laughs> so definitely like could that. work that way. I like how it's like a litmus test, essentially. I don't really know what to test these children with. I mean, I have whether or not they can find the ball underneath the cup, and then I have if they can swing through the piranha lake. I'm not sure what to do. (laughs) There there seems to be so many sources that we are pulling ideas from on this. Because just in my head, I'm thinking... There's Hunger Games, there's MasterChef, there's... Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, there's Taskmaster. There's all of these different inspirations that you can pull from to make this work. But I... Oh, man. I just love the idea of him (laughs) behind a crystal mirror, like a crystal, like a piece of glass. Ignore that man behind a crystal. Uh What is the one game where you have people going through and you have the the person behind them triggering traps? Oh, like a bunch of YouTubers play it. Yeah, yeah that one. Death I'm thinking like that. Like he's on the other side. Like just go on through, and when you get to the first one, your party is told, okay, so you're gonna have to watch these kids go through. Okay, first room, the kids have to go through, but you have to go through with them. And he forgot to tell you that part, so you kind of have to keep up with the kids because you may get left behind and stuck. <laughs> so it's just as dangerous for you. Except you have more experience, so you're trying to make sure you get through while also making sure the kids don't just die outright. So here's something I need. I think we need to establish that that might help in developing the scenario going forward. Is Willie sane or insane? <laughs> uh, if I'm he playing the game, old. he's insane. If if I'm the one running the game, he's insane. But that's a flavor thing. Yeah, uh, I guess that that's more of a that's more of a prompt presenter. Yeah. Because the sane person can still act insane or seem mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Do it as a so cover. What do you, what do you think? Is he sane in doing this or is he insane? I would say use it for your own character flavor. Me personally, I would run him as being very much sane but kooky. Okay. Because that, to me, that, that helps to decide how he plays off being insane. Because if he's a sane person, I could very easily see this being he's written out his list of rules of things that have to be followed and then just every third word he's erased on purpose. <laughs> so it looks really dumb and really like somebody has just gone through and done something stupid, but he knows what's supposed to be there. Mm. And so it's up to the people running his gauntlet to read between the lines. <laughs> something that appears insane, but is ultimately logical whenever you look at it. Excuse me. So he's basically using every... So you present him as this insane character, but it's... he most likely is using this to just see how people react to it because especially for a wizard you have to think differently you have to look at the details yeah so he's not looking for someone who can just do magic he's looking for a certain type of character so depending upon how the party reacts to things depends upon how the kids are going to react which determines if he's actually going to find someone or not yeah because he could have been running this thing for years and years and Mm -hmm. years this could have been and that that's our win as far as when it started he could have been running this for years and just hasn't found the right apprentice yet he could be going through time in -hmm. doing this and time portal jumping his his wizard tower could jump from place to place and just in the middle of the town suddenly this storybook looking pop-up tower just comes out of nowhere folds up and at the top you hear i love Candy, come to my gauntlet to be part of my world. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. now you've got this whole story going on of 
The tower's suddenly running again. It's back. It may have been here once before. One of the old people that worked in the town, that could be your Slugworth, that has seen what happens here and is introducing the characters into this idea of, you can go in there, but the last time people went in there, they didn't come back. We never saw them again. So that explains the why then, wouldn't it? Because he's looking for an heir. Mm -hmm. He's looking for an apprentice. For whatever reason, whether it's just age or maybe he wants to make sure... He can pass it on. All ye who love candy, come stay with me. We'll have party. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I'm so think... lonely. Come drink tea. <laughs> I, I think we use all but our last story dice. Um, unless someone has any other crucial bits. I think we have pretty much a lot of major details figured out. Emily, are there any too. details that you feel like really need to be established to make sure it's coherent? Or... I mean, it's it's... It's pretty solid as is. A lot of this, the genius of it is that you can use your own imagination <laughs> mm-hmm. to build up the creative world and be either he's an insane wizard who he has no idea what he's doing, but he knows he needs an heir, so I'm going to send out flyers on candy. Ha <laughs> ha. Or he could be perfectly sane. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but let's have fun with it. My uncle Greg once did that. He was twice removed, but I mean, he's my uncle Greg, so he did this. It's whatever you want it to be. At that point then, let's go ahead and go to individuals. So, Emily, you can pick who goes first. Let's start with uh, Casey. Oh, sweet. I was hoping <laughs> you would. So, for me, I would rather rather than this being just a tower, I want this to be an entire complex that shows up in the middle, either in the middle of this town or on the edge of this town out of nowhere. You have this voice booming out that calls all to the competition and the PCs are going to be people going into that competition. I think if you can convince your PCs to all be wizards, this would work best. If you can't, then it's going to be really interesting seeing a person who wants to play a barbarian go in and try to solve some of these problems that a wizard is presenting to them. I think Willie is ultimately looking for an heir, and so he has set up this competition to find the best of the best. When you enter this complex, sections of it are cordoned off to be themed in a certain way. So they may run across a jungle, they may run across a desert, they may run across a forest, But within each of these, they have their own specific theme of the item that you're trying to look for, items that you're trying to find. And the only thing you get going in from Willy, besides what items you bring in on you, are a list of things that you need to find within the the complex to create an alchemical potion at the end of this, which Willy will use to prove who needs to be his apprentice. But on this list are not the specific items, names that you're looking for. Hmm. Rather strange descriptors or things that are like, this tastes like candy found (laughs) in the desert section. And so now the players have to go in and start tasting things and finding out what it is. And you can have them roll in for constitution checks Hmm. to ensure they don't get poisoned, (laughs) right? And it requires, the, the best part of this is that it requires your players not to rely on dice rolls to succeed. They have to use their brain to be able to come out of this. And ultimately, that's what Willie wants, is people who are smart, intelligent, who are willing to look at the details and think past the obvious to figure it out. Because your barbarian that runs in there Mm -hmm. may run into the desert and think, oh, there's a peppermint on the ground. That's candy. I'll take that. 
and come to find out that's the thing that poisons somebody. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for two things, number one, setting up each of these areas needs to be its own specific theme, however you want to set it up. If you want it to be realistic environments or if you want them to be very fantastical, one place that's built out of candy, one place that everything is is pitch black darkness and they're supposed to find color, right? Something along those lines make each of them very uniquely themed. But I think on the flip side, for this to be a one-shot, for this to be really fun and unique, you need to be pitting the players against one another, convincing them that they cannot trust each other in this and they need to agree from the get-go, this is not going to be like a typical story that we've been doing. This really is a competition. We're going to be jumping in between people. And you can, if you're in the same area at the same time, which may require a dice rolling mechanic, you can interfere with one another. Maybe through combat, maybe through subterfuge. If you've got a rogue in there, maybe through theft. However you want to choose to do that. But I love that idea of how many options that really provides you with a complex as opposed to let's make it to the next level of the tower like a video game. I would, number one, have a lot of playtime with the character creation because I would have this just list of whatever age group people who apply, <laughs> different descriptors, different things that make them unique, also give them different skills and make them qualified in different situations. Mm-hmm. Also then what I would do is probably I, I would go the typical bottom ring middle ring going all the way to the top of the tower and it is the concept of thinning out the herd you're there to keep an eye on everyone so any party could really go into this but you've been hired by the wizard to go ahead and get them through this gauntlet and the thing is with the wizard he's not there to kill anyone but his concept of um, pulling his punches has been greatly skewed so at some point, maybe there is a fire-breathing dragon on one of the floors, and it's like, oh, that'll be easy. The big thing that the wizard's worried about is whether or not this weird combat scenario he set up is going to be too hard for them, where they have to stand on a uh, pole with giant Q-tips and beat each other off of it. You know, <laughs> kind of like, so So it's very skewed for him, but all this is set up, and you have to get the kids, or keep saying kids, because it would make sense that he'd want, yeah, mm-hmm. it would make sense that he'd want a young person going into it. Because, a Charlie Bucket. Yeah, you start young, my successor's going to live for a, a long chucket. time that way, and we're just going to be fine. In his mind, a dragon is easy, physical combat is really, really hard. Because he's a wizard. Because he's a wizard. So you, you, you just play with it, you know, and... Your big thing is to make sure that, one, no one dies. That would be the big concern. Because you're like, if someone dies in this, we're in trouble. Because we're there to just keep an eye on them. Number two, if some of the players had suitors come with bags of money to say, oh, please make sure that my child or my sponsor wins. Bribes the party. Yeah, so it's kind of like I'm a wizard and I'm just going to have a strong gust of wind go while they're on the beam and one will fall off and it'll look like he was hit really hard with a Q-tip. Then that that's taken care of and that child's been eliminated but man it is fun to make characters disappear and get knocked (laughs) off especially when you've made this whole lore or world around how they react and and do things um i'm thinking of a specific podcast that shall not be listed but when sans pants did the schultian adventure Mm -hmm. through the forest and each character had a little bit of the map and some of their information was wrong yeah Mm -hmm. 
that was hilarious. It, it was it was hilarious, yes, but it was also really unique because they had like like you were saying they had to use their brain going forward as to reasoning outside of just doing skill checks. So I would do this. <laughs> I would be so mean to my players in this one. There's just this tower this <laughs> that has been outside the town for a while. I like the idea that it travels around and no one really knows where it came from, but it's a wizard, so people kind of accept this wizard's tower outside town. Wizards, whatever. And he's announced that he's looking for an apprentice. And he has however many kids selected, you know, probably f- three to five is a good number just to give you enough encounters within if you're thinking the herd. Um, also depends on how many players you've got to. And so these kids are going through and he's asked the party to be a neutral party. You're not from this town. You don't know these kids. So he needs you to kind of watch and make sure everything's fair. However, when you get in, he didn't consider the setup or how guards would work. So he's not in the room with you. He has a challenge in place. Some of them could be combat. Some could be figuring out a puzzle before you're crushed. Things of that effect. And each kid kind of could pass it. But it's designed to where at least one person's going to fail. Weird reference, but like Saw film. Someone dies each room. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. <laughs> not supposed to be, but that's going to be what happens. Someone dies each room. As you're going through, though, he didn't consider that the party is also in the room. So they have to deal with the challenges as well. It's not as deadly for them. They're not likely to die. Because, you know, for a 5th to 6th level party, a dragon that's young may not be a big deal. For a 12-year-old kid with no magical abilities or training, that would be a major issue. I just have this funny picture of a little kid that's got one hit point getting smacked by something like, If he can survive, I can survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Basically, your party will be beat up by the end of this, but they're probably not going to die unless they just roll that badly. The party takes one point of damage. The child dies. Yeah. Um, so you go through. <laughs> Meat and shield. The goal mm-hmm. is for no one to die, in theory. So if a kid taps out or is injured, he'll basically teleport them out. So they're, you know, they're in a no death situation, mm-hmm. but they're going to experience death potentially. Mm-hmm. It's Fortnite. So it's a you know. Death. Um, and he's just on the other side, just talking, you know, through magically on a loudspeaker to them in every room. You have to go up to the top. Once you get to the top, the kid that survives or your party, if that's the case, if someone had, if two kids died in a room, because they can die, <laughs> then you get to become the heir and you're offered all this grand stuff you can do. The twist of this that I would do is that there is a mole. One of the kids has been set up to where they should win. And you can have hints early on, or you could have it, I would have it be after the first room, they realize that kid died really fast, and that was not that hard of a challenge. Something happened. Someone knows what's going on. One of the kids is aware or has something that's helping them through. And the mole is trying to get this kid through because it's a a competitor wizard. He Ah. wants the secrets of this wizard, so he's groomed this kid to be able to go through all these challenges. This kid has some training and knowledge, and you have to figure out who before the end of it to make sure that kid doesn't win. Or just a wizard polymorphed into a child. Yeah, potentially. And that would explain the skewed traps. That's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so you've got this twist that, and your players may not realize it until the very end when you are now my apprentice. Yay! Stabs the wizard. Why'd you do that? Well, now I can take all the secrets and I can become better than he ever was. You know how hard it was to polymorph myself 100 years younger? Mm -hmm. And your players are now like, wait, this, this, and then you're teleported out and all of a sudden, like, well, that didn't work. We failed. Yeah. Or you figure out who it is, and he's taken care of beforehand, and you have Charlie Bucket becomes the apprentice. So two possible outcomes. It's just how smart is your party, mm-hmm. and how good are they at making sure the actual kids don't die. <laughs> All right. So it seems like we got a pretty good scenario here. What would you do, Emily? 
Well, me, I would have my wizard. I, I kind of picture him like an older man. He's not entirely insane. He's pretty much still there, but he's like your kooky uncle. And in his mind, he gets kids on his side. He kind of is like, okay, I got my candy room. Yeah, all my kids are going to be in this one room and they'll have to survive it because sugar rush, that's a bad thing. You so, said kooky and then went creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my candy room. <laughs> There's no white van, okay? <laughs> he pulls out a wand. <laughs> the magic words are diabetes mellitus. <laughs> They're in a candy room. So a wizard, he's older, he's trying to find an apprentice, but he, in the purpose, however the tower appears, somebody comes to it, there's a bunch of children that are like, ah, oh, I volunteer myself, type thing. Or apprentices, who's like, ah, I'm tired of plowing fields, I want something better for my life, I'll become a wizard. So you have your group going up there, maybe it's a little bit better of a town, maybe you got some rich folks in there who, are, they go up to each individual player and it's like, here's a thousand gold, make sure my child makes it to the very end. And you could be texting your players, if you don't have set up pre-time, you text your players on the phone, you'd be like, hey, this town person comes to you, gives you a thousand gold, get their child, Ben, last name, Johnny something, and get them to the end. So you could pre-game, you could sabotage your players. If you really are looking for something to pit them against each other, you could do that. So your party goes into the tower and their goal is to assist in these children, make sure they're not dying. Although what they don't understand is that the wizard has set in place a teleportation spell so that anything that would be deadly just teleports them back to where they were. With kind of like a, uh, a note on them says, this dunce failed, they are not worthy. And definitely I like the idea of using your brain to solve the levels. Whatever you go through, it couldn't be a hack and slash. It would be a challenge because they're children. They're younger ones. They're not experienced in the world. They wouldn't have the strength to overcome things. So he's going for it like a child. He's like, hmm, I was a child once. What was difficult for me? And then maybe one of the <laughs> challenges is you have to sit through a lecture Yes. And that's all you have to do. Wisdom check, constitution check. <laughs> and your goal is not to fall asleep. You don't realize that, but as you're going through the lecture, he's actually telling you, this is how you're doing thus far. You're doing quite well, but I think this is what you could do better. And it's not really helpful information unless you listen to it. And if somebody performs a high enough um, intelligence role, they can figure out he's actually trying to help you out and be like, hey, this is where you might want to go if the mm. child is to succeed. And if you do, in fact, have somebody who's potentially a, maybe a genius child who could be a great wizard, they're going to get it because they have an aptitude for that. So as you go through, children wouldn't die. They'd be teleported out. You get to the very end and you have this one child left. He's like, I don't know how I did it, but I'm here. And the wizard's like, congratulations, you're now my successor. Here, let us train. He's like, Okay. And then he's like, oh, thank you, adventurers. And he gives them gold galore. And they're like, okay, this is amazing. But wait a second. How did you come to decide that this child is going to be the winner? He's like, oh, you did all that work. Thank you very much. Here's your gold. And next thing you know, they're teleported out and their bags are filled with gold. So <laughs> I'd run it very similar to kind of like a, a successful, not so bad dungeon run. So the idea of the paladin going through with the party and like, hey, protect the kids, protect the kids smashed underneath a boulder and they're just freaking out like we just let a kid die. Meanwhile, kid is teleported outside of his house with a note <laughs> saying, I'm sorry, but we have declined your offer to become an apprentice. Please apply next year. And the kid's just like, oh, and flashback to your paladin just crying because the kids died and he was trying oh. so hard. <laughs> and at the very end, just going to town to press and seeing all the kids like, oh, you'd break your paladin. Right. <laughs> That'd be so great. 
I just want to say, I would like for us to each take just a moment and think how can we translate the children's names from Willy Wonka into D&D terms? Because oh, I've man. already got, in my head, I've got Augustus Gloop as August Cube for like a gelatinous cube. <laughs> and Violet Beauregard would turn into Lavender Boar's Head. Oh, I can't remember any of the other names. Veron- Veruca Salt, Charlie Bucket, Mike TV... Dave podcast. Mike TV would be a different one because it wouldn't yeah. have TVs. It had to be like something scrying. Scroll. Yeah, Mike something scry. Mick Scryer. Mick. Yeah, that's actually better. good. Mick Scryer or Master Mick Portal, because Augustus Gloop was the first one out. Veronica and right after that Sodium was Violet Beauregard. No, something and then Pepper. Pepper Nun. Patty Paprika. In keeping with the spirit of Willy Wonka, instead of Oompa Loompas, he could have goblins or something running around. The oh, tower um, as homunculus. Well. Homunculus. Yeah, there we go. Could have homunculus have or those. bug bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of Oompa Loompa, it's bug bears. <laughs> yeah. are huge. Goblins would be a better choice, I would think. Because they would just be names. so many of them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm going to say we've we've pretty much flushed this out. And man, our snares went from really cute and fun to very, very deadly and serious. <laughs> yeah, with a loophole. <laughs> yep. Nobody Always died. Always with the loophole. <laughs> yes. Oh. On that note, this has been a blank scenario. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Sasquatch here. Thanks for listening. This is the part of the show when I solicit your monetary support and also school you in the importance of sharing and leaving a five-star review. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can also find us on Twitter at PotatoCandyNet or you can go to PotatoCandyNetwork.com and follow the links to our other social accounts and our Patreon. We have much more content in the works as well as premium material for our Patreon in the near future, so be sure you give us a follow and subscribe. Hello! Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy.